Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Sorta Awesome. I'm your host, Meg Teets. And oh my goodness, I am so stoked because it is June. This is my favorite month and my favorite season. And I am so, so excited to tell you all about something I've created to help you have a really, truly amazing summer, especially if you have kids or if you'll be caring for kids over the summer break. You guys, I am trying to contain myself and not jump up and down right here on microphone. We're going to get to all of the details about that in a few minutes. So I wanted to kick off this summer season here on Sorta Awesome with some throwbacks. You know, we've been making Sorta Awesome for eight years, and that means we are heading into our eighth summer. We have so many conversations from the Wayback Stacks about how to make summer more awesome. And I'm telling you, even I had forgotten how much great stuff we have covered here on the show. So today I've done the work for you. I've gone back and grabbed some of our best summer segments to inspire you and what to cook this summer, what to read to and with your kids. We've got practical ideas on how to handle all the toys and all the clutter. And finally, I did it, y'all. I found a Kelly recipe that is such a sweet way to start off this summer season. All of that is coming up on Sorta Awesome. Welcome back, awesomes, to the show that loves to support you in becoming smart, strong, and social. If you've been looking for amazing women to connect with in a community that will support you no matter the season, no matter your age, no matter what stage of life you're in, I'm really happy to tell you that you've come to the right place because Sorta Awesome is not just a podcast, it's also your community on the go, and you know we would love to have you connect with us outside of that old podcast app in one of our communities on social media. And hey, if you have been loving the show and you want to get even more Sorta Awesome, but you also kind of want to get the real scoop, that hot tea, the not safe for the main feed episodes, uh, not to mention ad-free versions of this Friday show, you gotta become a superstar for all of that. Come on over to patreon.com slash Sorta Awesome and elevate your awesome status to official superstar awesome. Over there, you're going to find 
hundreds of hours of awesome overflow episodes that you can download and binge, not to mention our sort of spicy series, our sort of taboo series, and all kinds of other conversations that just can't make it to the main feed. You're also going to get access to our superstar Facebook group. We give you our digits so you can text us your thoughts. It's just all kinds of good stuff, y'all. Again, patreon.com slash sort of awesome. We would love to have you join us as a superstar this summer. Okay. Well, as you can see, or I guess more accurately, I should say, as you can hear, it's just me driving the car this week. And before we indulge in some good old sort of awesome nostalgia, I want to give you a quick awesome of the week. I don't want you to be disappointed. I know so many of you look forward to the awesome of the week. And so I need to tell you that I just this past week, absolutely inhaled a new Netflix series. I devoured it. I'm contemplating watching it again. It might become my new favorite comfort show. It is the Netflix series, Jewish Matchmaking. And oh my gosh, I was not expecting to be so charmed by a dating show on Netflix, uh, nor was I expecting to actually learn so much from this show. So Jewish Matchmaking is, I guess, maybe a kind of a spinoff of sorts, from another Netflix series that I also loved called Indian Matchmaking. Well, Jewish Matchmaking features a woman named Aliza Ben Shalom, and Aliza is an official matchmaker for Jewish people who are looking for that soulmate, that match to end all matches. She brings them together. So throughout the series, you meet some of Aliza's clients and through her interviews with her clients, we, the audience, get to learn so much about the Jewish religion and Jewish culture and how wildly diverse the Jewish community is. So Elisa has clients who are Orthodox. She has clients who are traditional. She has clients who are reformed. We meet people from Miami to LA to Jerusalem, and we get to know them and their stories. And also we get to see how the matches turn out. It is really a fascinating series super addictive TV watching. The episodes are just long enough to really get you hooked, but they're also just short enough to make you feel like that you can just absolutely speed watch your way right through it. So if you are looking for a little fascinating anthropology, sociology, religious studies, but you want it in the form of a dating series, a reality dating series, Netflix will get you all hooked up with their show, Jewish Matchmaking. If you have already watched it, it just came out in the last week. If you've already watched it, I would love to hear your thoughts. So that is what is so very awesome in my life this week. But you know, I want to know, I want to hear, everybody wants to hear what's awesome in your life right now. Come and find us on social media. Go over to Facebook, like I said at the top of the show. Get out of the podcast app. Go to Facebook. Search for Sword of Awesome Hangout. Come and join the Hangout. It is the perfect time of year to join us over there. Or come over to Instagram. On Instagram, we are at Sword of Awesome Show. We open the floor for you all to tell us all about your awesome of the week every single Friday and we would love to hear from you. So, okay, I've got a new thing to tell you about. We're going to revisit some sort of awesome Hall of Fame things, and we're going to get to all of that when we come right back. 
Okay, friends, I am so excited to tell you about our newest sponsor, and that is Lumi. And the reason I'm so excited to talk about Lumi is because this isn't our first time talking about Lumi here on Sorta Awesome. Earlier this year, when I was talking to my friend and Sorta Awesome regular Julie about the products we're loving right now, I had to rave about how much I love, love, love Lumi deodorants. And that is because you guys, I have been using clean deodorant for years. I've had hits and I have had a lot of misses, but when it comes to a deodorant that is genuinely going to last and last for a long time, I have been blown away by Lumi and the way it is able to control odor for up to 72 hours. It's legit. You guys, I have tested it. I tested it when I got sick and I didn't bathe for a few days. The Lumi held up to the sick sweats. What else do you need to know? Well, one thing that you need to know is that new customers are going to get $5 off of Lumi's starter pack with code awesome at lumideodorant.com. Lumi starter pack is perfect for you new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, a cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice. You like you could get the mini body wash and the deodorant wipes. Also, hey, free shipping. And so once again, this special offer is for new customers. You're going to get $5 off of Lumi starter pack when you use code awesome at lumideodorant.com. That's Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant.com. And again, use code awesome. Okay, we are back. And today I am here to help you get your summer season started right. So let me start by telling you about this thing that I made with you in mind. And it all started with a dream. And you guys, I'm not being metaphorical here. Summer break had been on my mind. I mean, I have five kids they range in age from almost four to 18. You know, we've got those twin boys thrown in there in the mix. So I really had been thinking about summer break and in our hangout community on Facebook, I could feel the rumblings. I could feel the beginnings of that summer angst. It happens every year. I've been thinking about how we've done plenty of podcast episodes to inspire a fun summer in the past, but we've never really done anything for our awesomes that gives hands-on like logistical support for the summer season. Well, that had been on my mind. And one morning I woke up and I was still all like all groggy with sleep. And you know, you're kind of like going over the bits and pieces of your dream that you can remember. I remembered that I was dreaming of holding a picture of me that was taken back in 1984. Yes, you can do the math in your head really quickly if you want to. It was 39 years ago. Now, this is a real picture. It's a real snapshot. I, I have this picture. I've hung on to it for all of these years. And in it, I'm wearing a pink and white striped nightgown. I'm standing by a hammock on somebody's back porch. I don't even know if it was at my parents' house or someone else's house. But it was a summer morning. I am rocking an 80s haircut. And I just love that everything about that picture, that snapshot really embodies why Summer was so freaking awesome in the 80s. It was so chill. It was so laid back the way I remember it anyway. And I was dreaming about holding that picture and it just sort of came to me like, what if we had an 80s summer? The more I thought about it, the more I fell in love with this idea, especially especially because, and I know my memory is fuzzy on a lot of things. I don't particularly remember my mom who she herself had four kids. I don't remember my mom 
being particularly angsty about summer break. Now, maybe she was and nostalgia has just kind of like washed that part away. It's highly possible. But one thing I do remember, and this is key, every single weekday afternoon, right after lunch, my mom was like, y'all get out of here. I'm going to watch my soaps. Now, my mom was very intelligent. She was a nurse. I mean, she basically carried my dad through dental school. She also loved going to church. She was a very proper woman, but she also just really, really loved her soap operas and the ABC soaps were it for her. So I personally knew way more about the drama on One Life to Live and General Hospital than is reasonable at a young age, but it didn't matter if it was the height of the school year or if we were in the thick of summer, my mom was going to watch her soaps. And then I kind of like, I was thinking about it and I even got more inspired. I started thinking like, let's have a soap opera mom summer because being a soap opera mom means that every day we are going to stop and take a little time to rest, to relax, to recharge, to do something that is fun just because we absolutely love it without apology. I think this was maybe the key to my mom not feeling absolutely run over and wrung out by, you know, summer break and how it stretches on and on. She made time for herself all summer long, no apology. In fact, if we interrupted soap opera time, we had better apologize to her. Now, have y'all ever heard of revenge bedtime procrastination? I think we've maybe mentioned it here on the show before. It's this concept that explains why we sometimes stay up way away past bedtime. And honestly, it's usually staying up to do nothing really other than maybe read a book or watch Netflix or yes, scroll TikTok. Yes, I am one of those who has gotten the little passive aggressive warning TikTok at like 1.30 in the morning from TikTok asking me if maybe... I'd like to put down the phone and go to sleep. And that's a real thing that really exists on TikTok because revenge bedtime procrastination is a real thing. But people usually only do that revenge bedtime procrastination thing when they're either under stress or more precisely, when they feel like they just don't have any free time during the day to indulge in something that they want to do, something that makes them happy. So they end up staying up way past bedtime doing what they want to do. And when I'm saying they, I mean me, I do it. And maybe you've done it too. If so, your secret is safe with me. No worries. Well, that is not happening this summer. We're going to be fully rested this summer because this summer is soap opera mom summer. And that means insisting on free time for ourselves. But that kind of begs the question, wouldn't it be easier to insist on that time for ourselves if someone were helping us, helping us maybe plan dinner, helping us think of things for the kids to do to keep themselves busy during soap opera time. Now, I hope y'all know that the soap opera thing, that part is, that's just a metaphor, right? Okay. We're all, we're on the same page on that. Okay. I'm sure you got that. But yes, what if someone did the heavy lifting of the invisible labor that goes into having an actual awesome summer? Well, friends, I did just that. I did it for you with the so awesome summer digital guide. I have been absolutely locked away in a self-imposed cave while I worked for hours and hours to put together resources to just go ahead and take away some of the burden of planning every single stinking thing for you and your kids on summer break. So I'm going to tell you a little bit more about So Awesome Summer 
as we go along and as we revisit some great moments in summer inspiration here on the show. So let's start with food. As I put So Awesome Summer together, I really stuck with this 80s theme from my very strangely specific dream. Now, inside this digital guide, instead of like going retro with 80s style dinners, which I mean, based on my childhood would probably be like fish sticks and oven fries and hamburger helper, which if that's what you want to cook this summer, you go for it. You run like the wind with your frozen fish sticks. The ones from Costco are actually really delicious. Um, but I thought, you know, it is 2023. We have the convenience of the internet. We have the wonders of Pinterest. I put together six weeks worth of meal plans for your evening dinners. Not only do you get the meal plans? But we all know that just picking recipes, that's only part of the work involved in meal planning, right? So I went ahead and I made your grocery shopping lists for you too, based on those recipes. As a bonus, I rounded up some of the awesome's favorite ideas for breakfasts, lunches, and snacks on summer days, especially kid-friendly food, some foods that they can make themselves. And as another bonus, I give you a list of food that you can prepare when you got to feed a crowd. So think family reunions, church potlucks, family vacation in the mountains or at the beach. I have got you covered on how to feed a bunch of people. We're talking about food. Of course, everyone's favorite way of feeding people in the summer is grilling, of course. And so I thought we could go back in time all the way back to 2016 in episode 58 featuring myself and Ms. Laura Tremaine and the sort of awesome classic Grill it, girls, and here is a snippet from that. Well, summer is for reading, for sure, but also, wonderfully, it is for eating. And the best way to eat in the summer definitely is to fire up the grill. Now, Laura, seriously, I know that I have seen evidence of your prowess with the grill that you have going all summer long. I have to tell you, we've had a grill, either a charcoal grill or a gas grill for the entire time we've been married. We've had a gas grill for a long time. I think I have actually, me myself, grilled on it less than three times. I'm way terrified of it. So I would love to hear how it came to be that you just fired up your own grill and taught yourself how to do all of this. I'm a grill master. You are. Yeah. I I have multiple types of grills. (laughs) I read grilling blogs. I mean, it is, I have to tell you, grilling is like a man's best kept secret. Mm. Like so many women are afraid of grilling or they just feel the need to like let the man in their life man the grill. I'm telling you, grilling is not hard at all. And men have been pulling the wool over our eyes for years. (laughs) Trying to act like, like it is their domain. Grilling is going to make you so happy if you are to start. I'm here to tell you. Okay. Um, Okay. So I do own multiple types of grills, including a big green egg, which is like an indirect slow cooker that I make hunks of meat on. (laughs) But today I just want to start kind of with the most basic type of outdoor grilling that most people have. Like you said, you guys have like your basic gas grill that if you don't already have, you can get at Walmart, Home Depot, gas grills come in all kinds of shapes and sizes. You can get them for like $80 up to thousands of dollars. Yes. There's all different um, ranges and styles. If you're, if you don't already have one, my recommendation is to go to a kind of mid range, 
like a Weber makes a great grill. Yes. Spend a couple hundred bucks. I think the super cheap grills are not great. But also, there's absolutely no need to spend thousands of dollars either, especially if you're just starting. So if you don't already have a gas grill, I hope this is an encouragement to you because it will change your summer cooking. Totally. We've had Weber gas grills for many years. The great thing is, I mean, they are solidly built. You have them out there in all kinds of weather, and they have held up so wonderfully for us. I do have to say that it is the gas part of a gas grill that scares me the most. I am just so sure that I'm going to somehow blow myself myself up. What are you talking about? I know. That's what Kyle says, too. Like, this is not rocket science. This is literally so easy. But I just, I don't know. I have this weird fear that I'm going to accidentally cause an explosion when I try. When I turn it on, your face is not very compassionate right now. Because <laughs> I don't know what you think is going to explode. Like you turn the knob and, you oh, know, know, depending on the grill, like usually you just hold it to the little ignite position. And it goes click, click, click. That's the and part it that just, scares me. Yes. Well, no, but it, it's not like a boom. It's like a, <laughs> it's just like a little catch. Okay. Maybe I'm the only one who's afraid of the of exploding the grill. So let's just keep moving through. <laughs> we'll no, talk you're later. not. I don't, not that I want to belabor this point, but I have like blogged or Instagrammed or whatever about my grilling. And so many women, I mean, I'm talking about like dozens and dozens of women are like, I have never grilled. And these are people who are great cooks, who provide food for their family right. all the time. And they, they will not go near the grill. This is like some kind of weird cultural fear that we have put in into people with female parts and it is so unwarranted you guys women i want you guys to march outside to that grill because here's the thing about grilling it's so fast right it is you can have a whole big meal done for multiple people in like 20 minutes yeah 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 the next best thing about grilling is that it's kind of hard to mess it up. There's nothing complicated about grilling. The only mistakes you can really make are undercooking the food, in which case you just throw it back on the grill, or overcooking the food, which unless it's like burnt tar black, things are still pretty good off the grill, even if they're a little overdone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's lots more wiggle room on a grill, I think, than in traditional cooking where, you know, if you burn it, it's sort of ruined. You don't have that. So I would start with something basic like hot dogs or, you know, brats, the type of thing that you can easily see when it's done and then jump right in. Then you can move on to hamburgers, then steak, then fish. That's sort of the order of difficulty. And I do lots of veggies on the grill. I mean, in the summertime, I do our whole meals on the grill all at the same time, 15 minutes flat. Let's eat. Um. Isn't it so fun to get in the sort of awesome time capsule? I absolutely love it. And I love that we'll be talking about books and kids and reading, and we're going to get to all of that and more when we come right back. 
Hi, awesomes. I am so, so happy that back with us this week as a sponsor is Red Remedies. Now, you guys know a couple of weeks ago, I got to sit down and visit with Stacy, the master herbalist at Red Remedies, and I learned so much from her when it comes to women and stress and what we can do safely and naturally to support our systems as we're dealing with stress. Women really are uniquely affected by higher levels of stress than men are. So when Stacey was here, she talked about how women who are pregnant, we're trying to conceive, we're nursing, we think that there's we're really limited in what we can have access to, to deal with stress. But because of Red Remedies, because of what Stacy has put together in their peaceful mama supplement, she told us all about how there are natural herbs and supplements that are not just safe, but they really do provide real relief and solutions for reducing stress, for finding more peace, for finding emotional balance. And bonus, all of these things also support a calm and healthy digestive system. I've been using Peaceful Mama. I've been relying on it, especially when my stress and anxiety really flares up. Stacy's a big fan of it too. Yes, she created it, but she also believes this is one of her best formulations yet. So awesomes, don't forget, you can go to redremedies.com. That's red with two Ds. So R-E-D-D remedies.com and use our code awesome to get 20% off. You can't find that discount anywhere else, by the way. Again, it's redremedies.com. Use code awesome to get 20% off. Okay, we are back. And I have to tell you that one of my very, very favorite, most formative parts of 80s summers in my childhood was going to the public library. We always spent a few weeks each summer at my grandparents' house, and my grandmother was no fool. She knew that the library was a cheap source of entertainment and maybe even a little learning for her grandchildren along the way. So in the So Awesome Summer guide, I reverted all the way back decades ago to my English teacher days, and I created some summer reading guides that you can take with you to the library to pick out books for your family to read the summer. No more walking into the children's section of the library and feeling complete overwhelm. I give you some books specifically that you can look for and check out. In fact, I made six weeks worth of reading guides. And for each week, I pulled out a retro novel from the 70s, the 80s, or the 90s for a family read aloud. Then... And this is when I really went full on English teacher nerd. Then I give you a list of books for all age levels that go with the themes of the retro read aloud novel. So you're going to get titles to look for, for babies, for toddlers, for elementary kids, for middle grade, and for young adult. Y'all, this is the honest truth. I am not exaggerating when I say this. When I was working on these reading lists, I would take a break from working and realize that my face was hurting from smiling so much while I put these reading guides together for each week. It made me so happy. I was like, oh, is this a sign? Am I actually supposed to go back and, and get that library science master's because I'm so happy doing this? As a bonus, I also rounded up a big old list of audiobooks that the awesomes have loved listening to with their kids. Those are perfect, especially for road trips, but also just for some screen-free downtime on summer days. Something else that makes me happy is when I get to talk to Katie Proctor about books and reading. Last summer, so this is not too far back in the stacks, but last summer, she and I did a deep dive on middle grade books, and I figured this was a really good way to kick off a conversation about summer reading for kids. 
We can revisit this conversation about middle grade books. Such a great choice, even for adults who need a little um, inspiration to get back into the, the, the groove of reading. Pick up a middle grade book. Here is some of that conversation that I had with Katie. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The first one on my list, like you or you went back to 1996, Katie. I'll take you back to 1976. Awesome. <laughs> Love it. Middle grade has been around for a long time, even before we called it a category of middle grade. Mm-hmm. So the first book on my list is Summer of the Monkeys by Wilson Rawls. Wilson Rawls is an American author who wrote two books, Where the Red Fern Grows and Summer mm. of the Monkeys. <laughs> so most people have heard of and have read Where the Red Fern Grows. It's a, probably one of the most canonical, classic American, you know, young adult novels. But Summer of the Monkeys is fantastic as well. And guess what? Spoiler alert, not nearly as sad at the end. <laughs> oh, good. Because where the red fruit grows was traumatic. Okay. <laughs> so traumatic for so many people. Okay. Well, this is on the NPR must read list for kids. And it is, again, it was written in 1976. It tells the story of 14-year-old J. Barry Lee. He is trekking through the woods near his home in the Ozarks in 1895 in pre-statehood Oklahoma. And he comes across a tree full of monkeys. Now, you can find a lot of things out in the wilds of Oklahoma, but usually not monkeys. (laughs) So as it turns out, those monkeys have escaped from an overturned circus wagon. And there is a hefty reward for their capture. Now, Jay Barry wants nothing more in the world than a pony and a 22 hunting rifle. And so he and his grandpa, who lives with them, or actually they moved from Missouri to live with the grandpa. This was, again, pre-statehood when there was a lot of land up for grabs in Oklahoma. They start scheming for how they can capture those monkeys. And as you can imagine, hilarity ensues. We also, through Jay Barry, get to know the absolutely charming Daisy who is his twin sister. She does have a congenital birth defect. She was born with a club foot. But this character, this little girl does not let that slow her down. She is very imaginative. She is very active. She's got her own world that she has created. She doesn't even look at it as being something that slows her down. So what I love about this book is that Wilson Rawls, he is a master storyteller. Again, if you've read Where the Red Friend Grows, you know that it is a book that just draws you into the world, leaves you bawling your eyes out of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but Summer of the Monkeys is ultimately a story of family. And it's about overcoming fear and challenges. It's about creative problem solving, all of the different ideas they come up with for how are we going to capture these monkeys and get that reward 
from the circus for these monkeys, all of the different things they come up with. And ultimately, like how some of our best adventures can happen really close to home. I think his writing is so captivating. I think adults who read this book will love and appreciate his way with words, but it's still really accessible. It's kind of like when you're watching a really great kids movie with your kids and there's stuff written in that you're like, okay, I get it. Like it's above maybe the kid's head, but, but it's still, you know, highly enjoyable for kids. Kind of similar with his style of writing. It is a fantastic read aloud. It's funny that you mentioned that this was the first, you know, your book was the first one that you remembered thinking like there's issues that we can grapple with as we're reading. This is the first book I can remember somebody reading aloud. And I feel like I was like in middle elementary when this Mm -hmm. was read aloud to our class. And I can remember thinking like, books are as fun as TV. Oh, I (laughs) love that. (laughs) In terms of the story that unfolds. So I highly encourage you to read it with a kid. Read it for yourself. I haven't read this one, so I'm definitely going to need to pick it up. (laughs) Oh, it's such a great read aloud. I actually went to look to see if there's like an audiobook. I couldn't find it on Audible, which I was incensed about because this (laughs) is made for reading aloud. But if you're getting ready to go on a road trip, you could take this along to reach your kids as you go. If you're a family that does chapter by chapter reading together, this one is brilliant. And I think ultimately, this is a great one that has a lot of conversation about family mm-hmm. that I think even kids can, can grasp what's yeah. going on, the, the dynamics there. So again, that's Summer of the Monkeys by Wilson Rawls. It sounds so good. It is. It is. Okay. What's next on your list? Okay, so this one is called Sweep, the Story of a Girl and Her Monster. And this one was published in 2018 by Jonathan Oxier. He wrote The Night Gardener, which scared the bejesus out of me. (laughs) That was like the scariest middle grade book I've ever read. And then he's written a couple others like Peter Nimble, I think. He kind of writes in this fantastical world that's also still rooted in the real world. So Sweep takes place in Victorian England. We have all these chimney sweeping kids that are treated pretty badly by their masters. Most of them are orphans. They were taken in by these chimney sweep guys. They have to climb chimneys and do really dangerous things. And there's lots of injuries and death that occur, you know, from this. Yeah. So at the center of our story is a girl named Nan. And she, all we know about her is that once upon a time, there was Nan and the sweep who was actually a really sweet man who took care of her and fed her and kept her safe. And he taught her how to how to do all the chimney sweeping because that was his job. Mm-hmm. Well, when she's six years old, he disappears. She doesn't know where he goes. Mm. He leaves her his hat and a little piece of charcoal that's like this oh, big. Okay. And so she holds on to this piece of charcoal and it's kind of magical because it's warm when it shouldn't be. If she's sleeping next to it, she has these dreams of the sweep. She ends up with another master and a bunch of boys, and she's the only girl climber. And she kind of is pitted against this other boy to become the apprentice, you know, so they're competing against each other. They don't have very much food. This man is terrible. That is Mm. supposed to be taking care of them. So one day, Nan gets stuck in a chimney in a boarding school. And one of the ways that they have decided to get her out is to light a fire because they figure that the chimney sweeper who's stuck in the chimney will, you know, break their bones to climb out so that they don't burn to death. So they light the fire. The charcoal that she has, her little piece of charcoal ends up saving her because it kind oh. of comes alive in this fire. Oh, wow. Okay. Character. So she's saved. She goes into hiding in this big mansion in London and her little piece of charcoal grows into Charlie, who is this amazing monster who they become friends and she teaches them how to read and all these great things. So 
interwoven with all of that is a bunch of Jewish history because he's really a golem. And so she learns about what golems were and what golems are and their origin story. And she ends up meeting this teacher who was working at the boarding school and she's Jewish. And so they talk about things like anti-Semitism and how she had to leave where she was and the whole history of golems and Jewish lore and all that kind of stuff. And in the meantime, she's Nan's learning what it means to trust somebody and to have a friend and to take care of somebody. And her story just kind of goes off from there, but I love it so much. I read this with a book club in my class this last couple of weeks. And I was a little bit nervous. It doesn't be too much because there's a lot of sadness and a lot of stuff Mm. in here, but the kids loved it so much. They were like, thank you for giving us this book. I would have never heard about it without you, you know, and they were able to talk about some of these really important themes of friendship and trust. And Mm. there's a point in the book where she actually sees her nemesis, her enemy goes back to see his family who has really sold him into slavery because they didn't have any food. And so they sold him to this chimney sweep man and he's watching them through the window with their new family. It's a really good conversation of this kid he's not just all bad, you know, he has trauma and his way that he's treating people is because of that. And so there's so many good points of discussion in here. So many Mm. important things. And then there's a great author's note that talks about child labor and child labor laws and how those came to be changed and all of those things throughout history. So it's just a really rich story, but one that you just love Charlie so much. He's like this mm. lovable, like charcoal monster. And which sounds funny as an adult reader, well, but yeah, it's so good. So that is Sweep by Jonathan Oxier. It's beautiful. Oh, love that one. So good. That is so good. All right, y'all, we have covered food. We've covered reading. And now it's time to get down to the real heart of the matter of summer break. What the heck are we supposed to do with these kids all day? Because when I was a kid in the 80s, my mom would load us up in our swimsuits drop us off at the public swimming pool. I mean, she'd give us a few dollars out of her purse if she had it on her to get some snacks. She would throw some towels at us and, you know, just leave us there to swim all afternoon, unattended, supervised only by teenage lifeguards. Well, we don't do that anymore for lots of reasons, but even still, the question kids have been asking since the dawn of time is what can I do? So I made a list for you and for your kids of 50 vintage inspired activities that kids can either do on their own, or they could do with some light parental supervision, depending on their age and their abilities. There are all kinds of throwback activities on there, like making friendship bracelets and friendship pins. You guys remember those? Uh, Writing a letter to a pen pal, making homemade snow cones, all the good stuff. Speaking of the good stuff, I found this in the archives. It's Rebecca giving us some good guidance on managing the chaos of toys when you have kids underfoot. I feel like this is the most appropriate time of the year to revisit her ideas for sure. So my last one, my last problem that stresses me out in the summer is there's too much stuff everywhere all the time. Four kids at home, You know, it's gotten a little better as the girls have gotten older, because I feel like as kids get older, they kind of consolidate their clutter. Does that make sense? So instead of art supplies everywhere all over the dining room table, which is how my five-year-olds do art, they will have like a drawing journal and they will have like nice drawing pencils that they like to keep separate. So it kind of consolidates down. But even still with having two five-year-old boys, there's Hulk and 
Iron Man and Spider-Man underfoot all the time. Legos are everywhere. I just can't handle the clutter. So hack number three is going to be a little bit extreme, but I am all in on this. And I've done versions of this. I'm taking it to its fullest extent. I am putting all of the books and toys away into bins and bags. I'm putting everything away into bins and bags. And then we're going to just take out a little at a time. And being in the twins' classrooms this year, their pre-K classrooms, and watching them with my own eyes and being like, oh, wait, oh, they they actually totally know how to put stuff away. (laughs) Busted, right? (laughs) Yes. They're actually pretty great at understanding, like, this has to be put up before you can move on to the next thing. So everything is going to go in either a bin or a bag. All of the books in our actual library are there in the bookshelves in our living room. I'm going to actually put those away for the whole summer because we're going to really focus on library books this summer. And they will have a special place in our living room. All of the toys are going to go in these big oversized totes that I have, which can be brought out one at a time and then cleaned up. And then also this year, this is like the easiest, most ridiculously simple hack. And I've never really made this happen in our family. And I don't see why it can't work. Every child will have a personalized bin that lives in the dining room. And at the end of the day, you just put all of your belongings in there. And if it gets left out after pickup time, then it goes into <laughs> goes into the timeout closet for who knows how long. Hey, those like cleanup bins are no joke. We put some on our stairs. And because like I'll find myself like wanting to clean up the living room when the kids aren't around. I'm like, well, I really shouldn't put this away for my kid. I throw their junk that they left scattered everywhere into their bin. And then it's their job to empty the bin. So whether you're, you know, doing an empty the bin method or what you're saying is a storing it in the bin method, bins are like where it's at, man. Yeah, I am all in. So and just getting that clutter out can be a huge mind clearer for so many of us, especially if your kids are in school. And so you're not used to having all their stuff underfoot all the time. On one hand, you want them to be creative and play and get those things out. That's awesome. And on the other hand, I'm like, oh, my word. So I'll do, we don't necessarily do bins, but we have just said, mom, at any point in the summer can say, I'm going crazy. Everybody stop what they do for the next half an hour. We're picking everything up. Now, I usually coordinate it with, and we're also going to vacuum because we have almost everyone in our house has lots of thick, long hair. We have a dog with thick, long hair and a cat with thick, long hair. So we have to, have to, have to vacuum at least once a week. So I can say, if we're going to pick everything, like we have to, the kids will say, well, I have the Playmobil out. I'm like, too bad. We have to vacuum. So we'll usually do it with that. But just knowing that at any point, mom can call a timeout and we're going to pick everything up. And when the kids do it, they're like, I don't want to do it. They see how little time it actually takes. Even just this week, my eight-year-old came to me and said, you know what, mom? didn't really want to clean up my room yesterday, but I really like when it's all picked up like that. And I was like, oh, you're getting it. You know, so just give yourself the permission, right? That's what you're kind of saying. Like, we're going to pick it up, put yes. it in a bin, you put it away. This is how it's got to work for mom's sanity. You want mom to be happy and ready to take you to the beach? You know, yes. this is what it requires. Yeah. Okay, I'm loving this awesome Summer Hall of Fame day. And you know, I have one more sweet treat for you when we come right back. All right, friends, you know, it's not summer if we don't hear from Kelly about something delicious to eat. And I wanted to tell you a few more things I put together for you so we can all have a so 
awesome summer, inspired by the 80s, but with all the conveniences of 2023. I made playlists for you filled with 80s music. I've got two that are totally appropriate for kids and one that's not so much appropriate for little ears. That's the one where I put all the Madonna songs, basically. I found also for you all the best kids podcasts. So you can tune into that and maybe learn something alongside your kids while you guys are listening. We have a So Awesome Summer Facebook group where we can all gather and share tips and tricks and problem solve summer style. And also for all of our soap opera moms, I've planned two virtual hangouts that I'm calling the Summer Sanity Check-In, where we can chat and talk about what's working this summer and what we need help with. And then finally, I created two meditations for you to give you a little extra love and care for yourself through the summer weeks ahead. So I know it's a lot. I make no apology for it. I had a blast making this guide. Now, So Awesome Summer will sell to the public for $59, but of course, I want to honor our awesome community that inspired all of this to begin with. So if you will use code AWESOME23 at checkout, that will give you 23% off of the list price. You can get your copy right now at SortaAwesomeShow.com slash SoAwesomeSummer. And again, you're going to want to use code AWESOME23 for 23% off when you check out. All right, as promised, here's one last blast from the past with Kelly, inspiring us all to be sweet to ourselves with fancy s'mores. I have saved the best for last. And it's a food item. I was laughing at the Cajun turkey burger reference earlier, Megan, because that is such a healthy, good, whole summer thing you can make. This one is like Still a whole summer thing that you could make, but it is not healthy. It is called Summer Lovin' S'more Bars. Oh, wow. Okay. So if you love s'mores, you guys, and I remember last year we even talked about how you could grow up a s'more and put different flavors on it and fruit and sort of thing. Sometimes you just can't get out there and roast your marshmallows and do all of this. So this has all the flavors of a s'more, but in a bar form. And it really is just as rich. It's actually even, I would say, almost better than a actual s'more because you're able to tinker with it a little bit more. All you're doing is taking graham crackers and crushing them, mixing them with sugar and butter and making, you know, like a crust, right? Mm-hmm. You're cooking that. Mm-hmm. And then really over that, you are just putting, you're melting some chocolate chips or some dark chocolate. You know, this is where you can get creative and be a little bit more grown up if you want to. Mixing ah. some butter with it and you're spreading it across the top and letting it harden, throwing some mini marshmallows on. And like broiling them real quick so that they get melty and a little Mm. crispy. And then if you've saved some of the graham cracker mix that was the crust, you sprinkle a little bit of that on top right away. You guys. That sounds amazing. Oh my gosh. They are the perfect thing. I mean, you could bring them out to a potluck or something to your July 4th gathering, except they are a little melty with that chocolate in there, right? right? So they do work best when they can be kept cool. But every single person in your life will love these. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they are so ubiquitous when it comes to just those childhood flavors that we all love. My big recommendation is to cut them into smaller squares than you think you want mm. because they're so rich. You've got the sugar in with the graham crackers and there's butter on everything and the chocolate layer is thick. So it is wonderful though. And the great thing is, is that it doesn't matter the weather. It doesn't matter if you have a fire pit. You can make these and have these s'mores on hand for family, friends, and guests 
They are very addictive. Oh my well. gosh, they sound completely divine. Oh wow. Yeah, and of course, we'll put the full recipe in the show notes. Sure. Yes. So fun. Awesomes, I am so excited for you to have a so awesome summer. Thank you for helping us build the awesome nation through the years. It has been so fun to look back on some of our greatest hits with you today. Now, if you want to find me on social media, you can find me at Sorta Awesome Meg on all of the platforms. And again, you guys can go right now. I have it linked in the show notes, but you can go to SortaAwesomeShow.com slash SoAwesomeSummer. And again, use code AWESOME23 for 23% off at checkout. I'm so looking forward to hearing all about what you guys get up to this summer. If you want to find Sorta Awesome on social media, you can just search Sorta Awesome wherever you are. You guys, thanks so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.